I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Are you ready for the news with a side of bell pepper? Seriously, what the f*** are you doing? It's time for Trend Lightly. No, God, please, no, no! With America's sweetheart. With America's sweetheart. Oh, my God! The Queen the of Glendale. Glendale. The Irish American Tornado, Surprise, Molly McAleer. Molly McAleer. Welcome back to Trend Lightly. I'm Molly McAleer. You might notice that I'm slightly losing my voice a little bit, which has never happened in all the years of me doing podcasts. And today, as always, I'm joined by my co-host Tiffany Maddox. Hi, honey. How are you? I'm good. I think your voice sounds lovely. I really Thank do. You. I love it. Yeah. Is it just from overuse? Is that why it's sounding like that? Uh, I don't know why. On Friday, it just started like cracking and I was like, oh, that's uh, that hasn't <laughs> happened in years. Maybe this teenage boy is finally going through puberty. Yeah. Maybe or maybe like I, I have been blasting more SIGs recently than mm-hmm. usual. Mm-hmm. So it could be the SIG blasting, but I don't know. I mean, I feel like I've I've built up a pretty good immunity to it. Okay, wait. Before we get into much more about that and catch up about our lives, I want to do a quick corrections corner. Mm -hmm. So last week, our episode about Caroline Calloway, who's really was not the episode about her, but I wound up plugging it on TikTok, which brought us a huge just influx of downloads, which is awesome. One piece of consistent, like kind of like across the board criticism I got. No, across the board isn't fair because a lot of people really loved the show and and I want to thank you guys for being here. But for those who are listening because they hate me now, I just wanted to say <laughs> <laughs> that I know Caroline Calloway went to Cambridge and not Oxford. I misspoke. I, you know, 
I don't know. I don't think that I led anyone to believe that last week's episode was a deep dive specifically on Caroline Calloway. And if this was if this was your first episode where we did where we covered someone maybe polarizing. And I just want you to know that like we have done deep dives. We did one on David Dobrik that did very well. I think it was maybe the fifth episode in the middle of the SA scandal, as well as I don't know why I censor myself like it's YouTube, but I just for in case of trigger warning or whatever. And then we also did Bad Art Friend was like a whole hour long tirade. I did that with KFC too on our sep- second episode, KFC from Barstool. But yeah, we typically don't have one focus in an episode. Last week was super long because there was so many great stories and like nuances to them. But yeah, so if you're new, we cover trending news. We also cover stories that have trended and we're following up or new insight into a trend or trends that aren't happening yet, but that we think are going to get more traction. We bring things to your attention. So the bottom line is that all things covered on this show have some connection to the internet, but it's a lot of entertainment news and all that other stuff. And I promise that if I am to do an actual deep dive on Caroline Calloway, which I, I'm not going to do, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> There's too many people that care more than me about her. Yes. Yeah. Including yeah. a lot of the people who are yelling at me. Well, I <laughs> but- think. We have to be up on literally everything that's happening on the internet every week, right? And unfortunately, that means that we can't we can't lose our entire lives to a, an amount of research that probably someone who's spent months and months and months on a subreddit, like deep diving into everything, will have a, a deeper reach. You know, there's we've got Kanye on to look out for, and we've got Azalea Banks to look out for, and we've got Grimes to look oh. out for. And, and by the way, who are haunting us. And so you should honestly have some more grace. But truthfully, I want to <laughs> I want to clarify this. I know she went to Cambridge. I misspoke. OK, I misspoke. Like, also, if you're new here, I black out when I talk. I, I like don't always know what's going on. So sometimes I'll misspeak. And I think two errors human. And we also get this show out to you as quick as we can every week so that you can have the news fresh and not look like a moron at parties. So, yeah, I, I didn't I didn't have time to go in and, and ADR that, but <laughs> I, do, I do apologize and, you know, we'll do better in the future. Tiffany, have you done it? OK, so your husband's here. He is. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys done any Oculus or anything? Oh, big time. Yeah. 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 We But like, I mean, we did some games. We played some games. I haven't introduced him to my oculus friends yet because mostly by the time i think about going online they're all not online anymore and also i think is there anything more boring than watching somebody sit with a computer no strapped to their way. face yeah <laughs> having conversations with people you can't join into so we haven't done that but like with my little oculus group you know our whatsapp group really is popping so at some point i will pop in but i don't you know it's it's a very strange little band of people in there and while we do love your husband, you more than I, <laughs> it's also, I would always be single on Oculus. I wouldn't be like flirting with people, but no. I wouldn't be on there telling people, you know, I have a husband. Absolutely not. That's my private life. Yeah. And also yeah. you want them to stay nice to you. You don't want any of these nerds to turn on you because they do. They do. Nerds do tend to do that. And that's very true. They're precious. <laughs> 
I try to I try to hack yesterday. Okay. I have these like Rachel Antonoff jeans that I had ordered and they were like, you know, they were originally like 200 bucks or something. I think I got them for 90. It was a sale. And they're just like a straight leg sort of like wildly printed like sort of tabloid collage type Mm. print and they have gold hardware which is big for me so I was very you know I got them they were like a smidge too tight at the time but that was before I had really quit gluten and then I tried them on yesterday and they fit and I got all excited like I ordered a new bodysuit because I was like I'm gonna be fucking killing it in these pants like and then I just like thought to myself, well, wait a second. Like, I feel like I use seen jean hacks for just making sure that they're like extra snug and fit the parts of your, every part of you right, right? Mm-hmm. So I got my jeans wet. I didn't sit in the bathtub, but I put them- <laughs> Like a cowboy? <laughs> that's, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. And that's how my mom used to like break in her Levi's. And like, of course, people are acting- like it's you know just absolute insanity that you would be in a pool or or a bathtub in your clothing meanwhile like it's my second time this month doing something like that but yep. no i and then you put them on and you just like do stretches and one of the things that they recommend in addition to which i thought was interesting like putting like hairspray bottles and deodorant bottles like in like in the little in between your stomach and the waistline of the Uh jean to stretch it out. I also did this thing where people pull at the waist when, like, they're off and in your hands. Uh And, Tiffany, I fucking ripped (gasps) the button off of my jeans. No. And they're fixable. Thank God, like, the button didn't pop or anything like that. It was just that I – was pulling too hard and I didn't, I didn't know. I, there was, I need very clear instructions because even then I probably won't be able to follow them correctly. But (laughs) I, no one said that I couldn't have my pants buttoned when I was stretching them. So I guess I went too hard and my elderly neighbor is going to patch them up for me now. But so were you stretching them like like Jared, the pedophile from Subway, you know, were you just like pulling them as if they were like a oh, reveal gun? Was it no, like, how were they on you? Well, Jared, you know, to his credit, <laughs> he, <laughs> had a, <laughs> he had a massive weight loss. So yeah. I would say that I had about a just enough to put on these pants weight loss. And yeah, it's like, you know, nothing really impressive. So in fact, no, I'd say it's the opposite that I was I was shoving cans of hairspray into the waist <laughs> to make sure that, you know, like they're great jeans. But like I was imagining myself like going out to like a great restaurant with a cute little jacket on doing like having a moment like that. I, you know, I want the gold hardware to show. And so, yeah, I just was making sure that like if I ate dinner in them, like if I ate a massive dinner at a fucking steakhouse that I'd be mm-hmm. able to get the get the use out of them that I want and not look crazy. The gold hardware is huge. I'm just like I'm so sick of seeing silver and everything. Like really I'm, really, I'm, done I'm with a it. hardware whore. Like Same. it's my biggest it's my biggest thing. Like if I, I could find a perfect bag, but if the little buckle on it or something isn't gold, like forget <sighs> it. Yeah. Hard agree. 
Have you ever bought something that was like so outside of who you are that when even like people that you know see it, they're like, what is, what is this for you? I do it all the time, genuinely. Like I think that there's still a part of me that really just wants to dress like a goth all the time. And every once in a while buy something that I think will become my entire personality. Like this new All Saints kimono, it's very me, but it's also very not me at the same time. And like Hannah is always my, um, like my best friend, Hannah, she's always my kind of gauge, but like, again, like Hannah thinks I'm a great swimmer because I've not drowned. So everything I do, she thinks is marvelous. Right. And so I'll put something insane on and she'll be like, I love it, which I do really love from her. But there is a, there's a point where I shop where I think my whole personality will change to fit the item. Oh, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And by the way, that is like a quality. I also have that quality. Where I like can't I I can't be like an honest judge because I don't I have see the people I love through a very specific lens and like yeah. basically if someone asked me if they gained weight I'm like babe you, you would have to be lifted into my house with a forklift before I noticed <laughs> that you lost weight or yeah there'd have to be a TLC camera crew following uh, me one hundred percent I'd be signing a release form and be like oh <laughs> wait a minute actually okay I see. If you if that's what you're saying, I bought a Ted Baker, like pale pink structured bag that had rose gold hardware on it. And this mm. was, I don't know, probably six years ago. And I remember like pulling it out of my closet to show one of my friends being like, I think I'm going to sell this bag. And she just looked at me and she's like, she's one of my only girlfriends. That's like very, she was in a sorority. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Most of my mm -hmm. friends don't really know what the hell's going on either. Mm -hmm. And she looked at me and she goes, why would you even buy that? <laughs> and she was right. It was like, it was ex an expensive bag. It was like, f I bought it full retail, like at the store. It was like from the brand new collection. I do love the two jackets I got that day. No, I got three. I got three of them because nice. I loved the colors. I loved the fit so much. So I was like, I'm going to be that person who gets the jacket in every color. This was right when my company sold, so I felt very <laughs> flawed. Yes. But that pink bag, like, there's just nothing that girly about me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if girly is the right word, but I'm not a particularly, like, feminine dresser, really. So, I, I mean, I yeah, I dress like a teenage boy or, as many people have pointed out to me this week, a lesbian. But <laughs> – but yeah, I I don't know who I thought I was when I bought that bag. I I like a I like a crossbody black vintage coach. That's that's where I fall. Yes, yeah, for sure. I think that I was doing like a, a big sort out. I did a big clothes sort out, and the amount of things in there that were clearly like I absolutely knew where my head was at when I was buying it. But I was like, who the fuck do you think you are? Like, you're never gonna wear this. Like, what purpose is this for? Like a, yeah, like this kind of like like oh god, there was like this dress that I've had for probably about seven or eight years, and I don't even think it fit me very well at the time that I've been holding on to. But it's like not a it, it's not a dress I think I would ever wear. Like really truly, I've got no occasion to wear it. It like it's like a nice it's nice, but it's like it kind of now looks like a Starfleet uniform, and I think I'm holding on to it because I'm like, could I be her? Could I be no? Her? I well. If it fits you like a dream, especially, yeah, you have to make that dream happen. But no, it's it's difficult. It is difficult. I 
you know that old cliche, I guess it's not even an old cliche. It's just a thing that people have passed around so much it's become one. But like when you buy a book, you're not buying the book. You're buying the time you think you'll have to read that book. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's how I feel about buying something that's like completely outside of my comfort zone. Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to buy the confidence or the lifestyle I think is associated with that. When in reality, it's okay that I'm a little boy slash lesbian. You know what I mean? (laughs) Hundo Pete. Well, yesterday I wore a pair of red trousers. Very out of my comfort zone. I love love a red pant. My husband encouraged me. He said, you have to normalize the trousers. You've got to normalize them. You've got to wear the trousers and realize that nothing bad is going to happen if you wear the trousers. And I wore the trousers and I was feeling myself. I really was. But there is a conflict for me because the former mayor of Bristol was known for his red trousers. So sometimes I'm like, am I George Ferguson if I wear the red trousers? Will people ask me about city planning? I don't know. But I wore them and we went to see the Batman. Oh, how was it? Oh my God. As um. I don't know, as, as a goth, former goth, it's like the, it's like, (laughs) I really enjoyed it because it's just like a really angry little fucking moody billionaire who's listening to Nirvana. Who's like, Alfred, you're not my dad. And he's like wearing (laughs) his little eyeliner and he's like, oh, get out my room. I want to go to Wayne Manor. Uh." And it's that for three hours. And I, it's very long. Is it about when Batman was a teenage boy? No, but he, but I think like, it's definitely like early years of Batman. So he's still getting his like, you know, he's getting his back groove, but he's like kind of like emo because his parents are dead. And like, he doesn't want to, you know, he doesn't want to do anything but be Batman all the time. It's really long. It's really long, but it's, it's, it's kind of fun. It's really fun. They definitely licensed one Nirvana song and played it twice because they were like, well, we have the rights. So let's definitely do that. There's a bit where he's journaling with his like, like his like eyeliner on and um he like has to turn down nirvana <laughs> which i kind of live for <laughs> that sounds so surreal it's it's really fun if you if you like like whack emo shit then this is the movie for you i was not anticipating that that was the tone of it <laughs> I'm yeah. Surprised. Yeah. It's good old classic Gotham, but fuck me. Like we went in, it was one of those times as well that I always find really surreal when you go into the cinema and it's light outside and you come out and it's dark and you're like, whoa, how long have I been in there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. That's a long boy. That's, a, I don't <sighs> know if I, I think my attention span is shot. Yeah. I, think I can yeah. do that. Yeah. Speaking of, okay. Yeah. I, know that people have explained this to me many times, possibly up to three times on this podcast. I don't know what WikiLeaks is. I, I And I do know that documents were released that were a threat to national security. Truthfully, I'm confused about what the big deal is. Like, we're America. We could probably, like, whip something up really quick. But I don't think that – I mean, is WikiLeaks even close to as bad as Trump was? <laughs> It, in what way? Like, <laughs> I mean, Donald Trump was a pretty big threat to our national security. Right. Well, it depends. Like, I'm I'm definitely on this, and I really do loathe Julian Assange, but I'm definitely on the side of, like, transparency. And so I don't think, really, I mean, 
I don't think that WikiLeaks was a great threat to national security because surely the actions that were in the materials that were leaked were a greater threat than the the leak of the thing itself, personally. So I feel like if you're going to be doing dodgy shit and then it comes out in the wash that, you know, you're essentially committing war crimes, then um, maybe don't commit the war crimes would be my, would be my thing. Right. But I think like... I I always thought that whistleblowing was like a very honorable thing like like truly like if you're truly inside of an organization that's on that's on the wrong side of history then to bring those things into the light is for for great benefit but unfortunately the US does not have a great history of treating whistleblowers particularly well so I mean yeah we saw what happened at Chelsea Hart last week (laughs) modern warrior (laughs) and be really careful when you're blowing the whistle so yeah, this leads us to, uh, you know, we've joked about it. Maybe that was the problem. Maybe that's what fucked us. But we've joked about how we haven't heard so much from our girl Grimes lately. And that even mm. Kanye may have taken over the spot of of Grimes here at the top of the show. But Grimes apparently invited an interviewer over to her house to promote her album this week. And while she was at – the reporter was at the house, there was a cry from a baby upstairs, and she knew that little baby X was not at the house, and he's also older than an infant. So Mm -hmm. she was, like, trying to ignore it, and then she heard someone else upstairs, like, trying to console the baby, and Grimes basically – I mean, she lies about as well as me, which I appreciate. <laughs> I wanted to check because it was a Vanity Fair piece, wasn't it? I wanted to make sure it wasn't Nancy Joe Sales. And she wasn't going to get a phone call that was like, Nancy Joe, this is Claire Boucher calling. <laughs> no. no, I don't think it would be like that. I think I think she's kind of a pussy, dude. Like, I hate yeah. to be – well, I mean, you know, actually, especially now that, you know, we if you've missed a while back, we did – an old Reddit post that people believe was Grimes posting that, you know, she had found out that her husband was a, or boyfriend was a men's rights activist who had been alienating her from her mother. Yeah. But yeah, like Grimes is, you know, the reporter basically is like, what's going on? Is there a baby here? And Grimes Mm -hmm. is like, I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I could hide it. (laughs) And this is where you just say like, oh, yeah, that's my friend. My friend is here. Sorry. But yeah. yeah, at the same time, she's she's a little bit on point here because it it is true that that would come out at some point. Yes. So I know what she, I know what she was going through in her head, which is like, I know we probably even ag- agreed to lie. I don't know what her and Elon's plans were, but she was. She had that moment of like, oh, I'm never going to be able to get away with this. I just have to spill. And realistically, I think that more others like savvy celebrities would be like, yeah, I lied. You know? (laughs) Yeah. No, we just weren't ready. You know, you do some PR restatements. We weren't ready to introduce why to the world. We wanted to do it in our own time. We didn't feel the article was the, you know, appropriate time to do that. But, you know, whatever. Sorry. We lied. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, like, it turned into a thing where, I don't know, I've heard some people sort of, like, their interpretation of the article was that, like, the reporter essentially was like, I'm going to put this in the article, whether you like it or not. But what I believed I read was that 
the reporter like turned off of off her recorder and said, "Hey, like ethically, yeah, this is like a conversation. Should we yes. put this in the article?" And it came out that she and Elon had another baby via surrogate, which also yes. ties us back to that Reddit post because uh, there were other posts on that account saying that they wanted to have more babies with their partner, but they had a really terrible like first birth first yeah. time around. And so they were lo- looking into surrogates, which like points even more, I guess, to that account being Grimes. But yeah. Uh, and then there's this thing where they're in a polycule, which I want to I, I like, well, explain this part to me. I want to talk about the polycule word specifically, mm-hmm. but yeah. So what do you understand about their relationship right now? Well, they're essentially living separate lives. Like at the time of the article, they were together, but they were to, they were sort of living this sort of separate togetherness um, in different places. And I suppose like to have a child via surrogate as well is a very like conscious decision, which that was the thing that surprised me the most, I think, because if Grimes had become pregnant, then that would have been surprising to me because I can't imagine them having sex. But if she'd become pregnant accidentally and then she'd carry the baby to term, then that's kind of like, a oh, interesting. But like to go via surrogate, interesting, very like very calculated move that. But yeah, so they're living separately. They were together during the article, but as such, like now they've broken up, but they're living. She still kind of def- says that he's her boyfriend and that they'll always be in each other's lives and... I mean, that's the truth. They will because they have kids. Yeah. You know, part of me is like, of course, like I have no want. First of all, I have no problem with it. Uh, Good for them. But in a way, like you have this really interesting musician with like, you know, very much like a real artist's mind, I think. And then you have this man who is incredibly wealthy, but also incredibly innovative and like you cannot take that element away from him is that he's just a visionary and executes on those visions for better or worse and I'm not surprised that they were like you know if they have some sort of thing about their like you know genetics or DNA which does not I would not put it past either one of them no definitely not that this is absolutely what it's giving yeah it's like we are basically too good to not have more babies but it's we also can't live the grimes couldn't live the lifestyle like what did she say that they are living below the fucking poverty poverty line there in texas this is such bullshit though like i know that oh this makes me really i don't know it makes my blood boil but have you ever read grimes's spotify bio no i I mean i do know about like the you know flop house and yeah it's very like she lived in a crack den in Montreal with no heat where she got frostbite twice and her neighbor was bludgeoned to death in the hallway yeah and she was the slumlord of that building and she was the slumlord of that building and then like you know I I took up I pulled a quote from the article with Grimes and she's like like bro wouldn't even get a new she keeps calling him bro which I find really odd but like bro wouldn't even get a new mattress uh, bro does not live like a billionaire. Bro lives at times below the poverty line to the point where I was like, can we not live in a very insecure $40,000 house where the neighbors like film us and there's no security and I'm eating peanut butter for eight days in a row? 
she's well aware that we that many see musk as some sort of embodiment of luxurious excess and grimes is here to tell you she fucking wishes well i mean claire you made six million dollars on an nft drop so like you could quite happily uh of course (laughs) and additionally like uh you know the peanut butter for eight days it sounds like she's making some sort of like oh that's all i had in the pantry like it's she's being dad's daughter or something right but like in reality grimes you have an eating disorder babe like i don't know know. her butter toast and her like couscous sludge and like her basically passing out because she didn't have a vegetable for three years when she got scurvy because she only ate (laughs) spaghetti for three years which like (laughs) spaghetti itself isn't even vegan but it was all off the idea that this was like vegan and I mean, I think it probably, I mean, it kind of reflects, I think, in her energy that she, you know, I mean, the fact that she eats a, like, caffeine cube and then goes back to sleep and wakes up when the caffeine kicks in. Yeah. Girl. She's doing a lot of ambient as well. I know. And you can, you can hate on me for, um, you know. I will be disrespectful. <laughs> I, you know, I'm not trying to make fun of her eating disorder, but it's like quite obvious to me as someone who's like that, like, babe, mm-hmm. this is not like a special interest food. Like, this is not a comfort meal. Like, if you're eating peanut butter for eight fucking days, like, and you have a neighborhood where your neighbors can video you, you can get a Postmate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And also from what I gather, that like... That story of these sort of $40,000 houses, which are these like, they're like these miniature, like prefabricated tiny houses, right? That are near the, that are from a sort of Silicon Valley-esque company that's building this like affordable housing. And Elon had one in and around the kind of SpaceX like base so that he could go and be at SpaceX like every day. But it's like, I think that was a pretty temporary, it's like living in a dorm off campus, isn't it? Like just so he was doing an intense period of work and probably quite convenient to just be there. I don't, I don't understand why he would have moved him and their two children into a prefabricate. Like why not just get another one? Uh, I mean, (laughs) I agree. I also think that, well, there was that thing when he, it was possibly tied to the lawsuit with that Azalea Banks got wrapped up into where he had said that he was selling all of his assets mm-hmm. and wanted to like basically live like a poor person and that he owned Gene Wilder's home and he would only sell it on the like condition that the buyer promised to keep it the way that it was, which I remember my friend, <laughs> my friend John Levenstein tweeted something to the effect of like, this is like, that's a buying nightmare. Like, it's so true. Like, <laughs> yeah. Elon, and you know, Elon's going to follow up on that. I always wonder about those promises, like how they can actually hold someone to that. Yeah, it's it's all bollocks. If you've ever followed Elon Jet on Twitter, it tracks the every time Elon's jet takes off and, and lands. So it's it's very it's very regularly in use. I find it very difficult. It's like the lady doth protest too much. This PR move of him like paying some taxes and being like, hey, I've paid more taxes than anyone else. And it's like, dude, but it's still you still haven't paid your fair share. Or it's like, I'm going to get rid of all my possessions. And it's like, you were on a jet yesterday flying from like Austin to Brownsville or whatever the fuck. Like, I don't and believe it. forget <laughs> that like paying a lot of taxes is a privilege. Like 
when you're yeah. complaining that you're paying too much in taxes, it's because you make a lot of money. Yeah. 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 And what do you need it for? You, you live in a $40,000 house apparently. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. And also that's, it's very controlling. It just, it, it all, it kind of feels like with the other two girls he dated, like, or his first wife and Tallulah Riley, like with how they said that he sort of like molded them. Yeah. I don't think any of them had their own money the way that Grimes does. And yeah. so one of the only ways he can really control her in that way is to say like, you know, we're going to raise our family down here and I'm going to get you a surrogate and I'm going to do that. So then at the end of this, we find out that Grimes is dating Chelsea Manning, who I guess is a trans woman who was a part of the WikiLeaks thing. And I don't want to like lead with trans woman. I, I noticed a lot of headlines were doing that and it was bumming me out. Mm. But I think it's fascinating that they're in a polycule with him because from what I understand, I mean, a polycule I'm assuming is like what similar to a, a polypod where if not even if not every partner is sexually involved or romantically involved, there's a lot of constant communication in a properly running pod. Yeah, yeah. From, from, from the Google, it's a connected network of people in non-monogamous relationships. The term apparently likens to a network of a model of a cellular molecule, which uses lines, circular shapes, or symbols to indicate bonds between atoms. So I suppose... Grimes and Elon have a have a relationship. There's the line between the two of them. Grimes and Chelsea do. I'm sure Elon's probably out, you know, with whomstever he wishes to. They're not like, you know, it doesn't seem like like a web, like some with somebody at the center. It's more like, I don't know, it's a little bit more nebulous than that. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing though, and this is why I kind of like headlined with trans, is because Elon is like transphobic yeah didn't he famously tweeted pronouns suck didn't he and claire was like call me now yeah <laughs> which is like that's bad shit that's like some kim and kanye stuff when it's yeah. like why is she why does she have to communicate with i mean that was a big sign that things were wrong at home but i i wonder i mean i'll play this video from nova star child which i found on tiktok that i think kind of explains things a little bit interestingly, interestingly, like why it's so strange that Chelsea and Grimes are together. But I wonder if there's a thing there where it's like, I don't know. I mean, I guess you can be a part of WikiLeaks and be kind of a bad person because I'm wondering like why Chelsea's being transphobic toward herself. But yeah. Okay. Let me play this clip. So I'm getting that some of you don't really understand why it is so weird and significant that Chelsea Manning is dating Grimes. This isn't just like weird celebrity nonsense in my opinion. A lot of people don't know who Chelsea Manning is. I would recommend looking her up, reading her Wikipedia article. She's an interesting person. She is a trans woman and a whistleblower, one of the most significant whistleblowers in modern American history. She leaked somewhere like 750,000 classified documents or something like that, a lot of them pertaining to the Iraq War, and a lot of just the horrible tortures and atrocities committed by the United States against their enemies. Chelsea Manning spent seven years in prison for this and came out like three years into prison as a trans woman. The fact that she is in a relationship with Grimes, who's in a seemingly polyamorous relationship and mother to the children of one of the most richest and evil men in the world is significant. Yeah, so that was the thing that I was thinking about is like, 
I don't know. It doesn't seem like aligned beliefs. Mm -mm. But then I think Grimes probably, Grimes is definitely the softer side of that relationship between her and Elon. And I doubt Chelsea and Elon have any real contact or connection whatsoever. I mean, I doubt even Grimes is having that much contact and connection with Elon. It just gives like Polly a bad name. Like I know that sounds so bad, but like I kind of feel like, I don't know. I mean, I had to work pretty much overtime to understand what the hell was going on in polyamorous relationships. Like I had to really come to peace with it. It took a lot. Like I <laughs> I watched polyamory married and dating like 12 times before I a rich really understood. Yeah. Until I really like stopped being disgusted by what I was seeing truthfully. And it doesn't yeah. help that that shows a softcore porn. But yeah, no, I just, uh, I don't know. I mean, not to like soapbox about it, but yeah, I'm exa- Well, yeah, I'm, I'm exhausted of performative activism, even my own right now, even just saying this, but it's been such a thing on TikTok right now, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it has. Do you know what's really funny, though? Like, I weirdly kind of see Grimes and Chelsea together. Like, it's both incredibly surprising, incredibly not surprising all at once. Yeah. No, I mean, from what I know, it makes sense. I mean, they seem more like equals than Elon and Grimes. Yeah. Yeah. And also, I mean, God, Chelsea spent almost seven years in solitary confinement. And so... <laughs> doing a eight days with peanut butter standing on her head. Yeah, Hundo P. And you know, Grimes is um here buying, you know, Death Note rugs from Etsy and making butter toast and you know, getting alien tattoos. It must all be kind of quite um quite fun. And I think <laughs> Grimes as well doesn't apparently she doesn't think Manic Pixie Dream Girl is an insult. Like she totally identifies with it. So like why why can't Chelsea have her own little like Manic Pixie Dream Girl? Have that moment, girl. Have it. Yeah. Okay, wait. So speaking of having that moment, <laughs> Amanda <laughs> Knox is in the news this week. So it was International Women's Day uh on Tuesday. So a day a week ago last uh when you're hearing this oh anyway. happy belated international women's day to yeah. you my international woman yes ex- i mean exact same and also shout out to bulgaria we're back on top baby oh it's good to be back oh. Thr- thrilled to be back but yeah happy anniversary <laughs> international <laughs> women's day she writes, um, it's International Women's Day, and I'm thinking about the women who have had my back, but also the ones who haven't. I'd like to share with you two stories of casual cruelty from other women through the lens of my wrongful conviction. One of them has a twist ending. So this is the thread that she wrote on Twitter, and she holds up the cover of a book for a slow fire burning by Paula Hawkins, and it says, I'm not a huge fan of murder mysteries, thrillers. Murder mystery thrillers, shocker, I know. <laughs> but I'm even less of a fan when Foxy Noxy pops up a shorthand for weirdo slutty killer in fiction. Like it does in the book, in the latest book by Paula Hawkins, author of the number one New York Times bestseller, The Girl on the Train. Did I ever tell you I saw the, the girl on, on the train on an edible and I was so scared? For some, I was, it was, I was incredibly high. And I became very self-conscious that everyone in the theater thought that I was like the girl on the train. And like, I was like, everyone here can tell oh my that God, I'm like that. Like Every- 
<laughs> it was bad. Like <laughs> my friend and I both just like got in our Ubers and left after the movie because we were both pretty like fucked up. But I was like too ashamed to say goodbye to her. I'm like, God, now wow. you now you see me for who I am, the girl on the train. <laughs> just aggressively bad self-esteem. But anyway, she continues. There was something about the girl, something off. Weasley, pretty, sharp tooth, sexually available. Those lines are from Hawkins' book, Slow Fire Burning. Here's the full paragraph. To be frank, reading that felt shitty. I'd like to take you through a close reading of why. So it says, she put Carla in mind of the cartwheeling young woman who'd been all over the newspapers a few years back. The one who murdered her friend or didn't murder her friend. Somewhere in France. No, Italy. Perugia. That was it. So obviously this character's recalling. Amanda Knox, the mm-hmm. depiction of her. So she writes some context. The narrator is revealing the thoughts of Carla, who is suspiciously eyeing another character named Laura, or Mad Laura, as she's called. The book opens with Laura cleaning blood off of herself. Is she guilty of the murder at the center of this plot? Even if she's innocent, Laura, by her own admission, suffers from, quote, low self-worth, hypersexuality, poor impulse control, inappropriate social behavior, aggressive outbursts, and short-term memory lapses. So basically, like, you know, they go on from here. There's like more, more, more. But one of the things she says that the thing that always bothers her the most when people like describe her is the word off. And, mm. and I will say that I'm guilty of having said that before. She writes, it's such a vague catch-all attack, and it's often used against the wrongly convicted to displace blame from the police and prosecutors who wield all the power and put the blame onto their victims, the accused. If these victims are, quote, off, it's their own fault for being suspicious. But Paula Hawkins isn't content to just create a character that happens to exhibit all the negative traits I was accused of having. That alone would have called Foxy Noxy to mind. Hawkins felt the need to go further. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So she goes on and basically the whole thread is worth a read. But I thought something that was kind of cool about it was that 
the author, Paula Hawkins, reached out to Amanda Knox and said that she's going to have this paragraph removed oh, from wow. future printings, which I thought was pretty, I mean, pretty generous. Yeah, that's a very decent thing to do. Generous is the wrong word. Gracious, I would say, because yeah. it's not going it, to, yeah, she's probably right. It's not going to age well. Amanda Knox is going to keep doing work in the public eye. You know, she's probably going to become even more of a media figure that, you know, people who are listening, their kids might know her, you know, the way that we know certain people. So she's a little bit like a Monica Lewinsky in some ways. I was thinking exactly the same thing. Then we're going through this resurgence, right, of women being able to like take back their own narrative, take back their own reputation and their own image, like that has been sullied in, in what was like a very really disgustingly rough time in the media like that period we've talked about it many many times but there was a period there where like to be a woman and have the spotlight shone on you whether you be Britney Spears or Amanda Knox or fucking whatever like was horrendous was horrific like that trial by media was vile to to these women so yeah I mean if she's going to continue to keep reclaiming her name and sort of rewriting her narrative then it just looks a little tacky and tasteless to have this kind of shit out there yeah yeah it's tough you know I I also feel though like it can be it can be difficult and I because like these are the references that make up I think, like, the cloth of our society in some ways. Yeah. You know, that was such... Amanda's case, I don't know. I feel like it was just so landmark in some ways. And Mm. so I can understand people reference, like, OJ constantly, constantly. And no one was wrongfully convicted there, but there were victims of those crimes. Mm. And OJ is talked about constantly. And so as a person who creates content, you know, whether it be actual like writing or podcast here, there's sometimes there's, it's very difficult to sometimes beat. And maybe that's, maybe that is like me being a lazy writer. Sometimes it's difficult to beat a reference like that because it immediately locates the same thing for everyone. Right. We have a shared kind of cultural tapestry that we're borrowing from. Yeah. Maybe it was the context in which it was written that made it so tasteless but yes yeah for me it does read as as uh it's it's like the throwaway thing of like did she murder or she didn't I mean who cares like whatever like there's something very I don't know it's just something a bit gross about it for me and it's not the referencing of her that yeah that happened with the Matt Damon movie this year too so maybe it's also like I don't know I think women are quicker to take responsibility after seeing men behave badly yeah and I could see Paula being like oh I don't want to be in some roundup article with him you know yeah on international women's day this day of international women truthfully truthfully (laughs) okay this is so interesting I I found this TikTok and this is exactly what I live for because it's exactly what I live for so The concept is the celebrity Instagram syndrome theory, and I'm going to play this video for you and get into it after. Okay, I am here to talk about something that I like to call celebrity Instagram disease. I guarantee one of your faves has done it in the past, and it's whenever they post a carousel and refuse to post 
their best picture first. Let me give you an example though, and this is not to bash anyone because obviously Miss Olivia looks stunning in this photo. But this one is clearly the winner and she like randomly put it in slide four. Here we have it again. This is the photo that Selena posted first after the SAG Awards. She clearly could have just posted this first. The face looks better, the makeup looked better, the girls look better, like, why not? I personally could go on and on of celebrities that I feel like do this, but who are your faves that do it or people that you've noticed that do it? Okay, so <laughs> do you not love? I love, do you know what it made me think of? Your uh, evangelizing about how we should, um, it's our responsibility to be ugly on the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. so my mind went to that too. I was like, oh, because they were trying to show some fucking humility, I guess maybe. Yes. Oh, it's just a photo, because the photo dump is back. The photo dump is back and bigger than ever. Bigger than ever. And I think it's like the influence of the looser, more like offhand, like, oh, just this, you know, like TikTok, like very kind of fluid, like form of doing social. So like this idea of doing it in this really like calculated way on Instagram is like, I mean, yeah, it's not really the point, but I see, I see what you're doing. Yeah. I mean, I, I almost thought well, Chelsea, so this is, I'm so sorry. I don't know why I called her Chelsea. Hannah Corinne Zook is the woman who came up with this. And I have to say, I thought about this a lot. I also went to this place of maybe they're just trying to be a little humble. Then I thought it could also be because they don't want to overwhelm their grid. Because mm. they would like to share all of these moments, but it's not 2014. You can't post to Instagram four times a day. No. And I think also celebrities are trying to be more like, you know, maybe once a week or every two weeks, they'll drop an IG post just to keep the audience engaged and remember people, you know, remind people that they're alive. But she, Hannah did another video where she basically said that she thinks that there's a couple reasons why people might do it. And one was that oftentimes when you are scrolling the picture that you see first in a in a carousel is not the first one. Oh. Like I think especially I I remember having a friend say that to me once where I was like saying like oh which picture should I do and he's like oh do those two but do that one second and I was like why that's the good one and he was like no cuz that's the one that people usually see first. Oh, interesting. I know. And the other theory that she floated was that it could be for aesthetic purposes, the way that she points out Ariana Grande is a really good reference for this. She frequently does photo dumps and will post usually a picture of the moon as her first photo because mm -hmm. she loves her space. You know what I mean? Yeah. She's a space bitch. She's a space bitch. And... Like, then they'll get into the photos of their family and friends after. So that could be that the first photo is that way for the grid. But then also, and I think Emma Chamberlain does this for sure because she's just, she's like, I would say the biggest, I don't know if you can call it an offender of this, but <laughs> she never posts her, her best picture first. She posts like usually something semi-unflattering or maybe has a sense of humor or maybe her face is cropped out. And it's just like a fit pick. But I guess, I mean, there's no watch time on Instagram. But one thing that that Hannah pointed out was that potentially it's because someone will spend more time engaging with the actual carousel, carousel. itself, looking yes. for their favorite image. That's such a good point. I was going to ask that, actually. 
because like I wonder well it absolutely it does count like a swipe does count as an engagement so like does it I, I guess it like I know when you do like Facebook ads or whatever like they will count like engagements as as like a multitude of things I haven't like done any kind of ad stuff for a while but I was I was always really confused about like oh if it's not a comment and it's not a like then how is it an engagement but I'm guessing that like if you interact with the post that counts as engagement yeah at least for the algorithm right yes. like in terms of yeah. getting you on the explore page which I mean I guess yeah maybe Olivia Rodrigo is worried that she won't get on the explore page yeah oddly enough I mean yeah that could be it I I think it is definitely about now it's such a game of staying in the public view. Yeah. That's, I think that's the, what's going to keep you out there. I know that sounds so obvious, but I feel like it's, they're very, especially people like, I think Ariana's very strategic about it. She'll post maybe once every two weeks, something kind of personal. And it always does feel like a little check-in, like just maintaining my account, just just reminding you alive. (laughs) Because <laughs> then she'll maybe trend or whatever. But yeah. So I don't know. I thought this was really interesting. But I hope that it's for my theory, which is that people are realizing it's embarrassing. <laughs> to be so gorgeous. Yeah, agree. It's yeah. very hard for us, though, as you know. It's very difficult because there's just so many good pictures that, I mean, well, challenging. My brother Zemo took those pictures of me and – I I got like the full res versions or whatever a couple of days ago and I did post like one little series of them but then there was like a couple more that I really like but I'm I sent them to a friend and he was like oh those are for the grid and oh. I was like oh well I don't think so uh they're like really good pictures of me and he was like that's what everyone does <laughs> and I'm like yeah I know I think it's embarrassing and like maybe I'm just not playing the game right. It is embarrassing though. I know what you mean. It is embarrassing, but it's like what everyone's doing. Yeah, and then but then everyone will leave comments being like, "Woo! Like you look so good. Like you look so young or whatever." Yeah. And like you don't want to be like fucking rude and like not like, you know, fave a comment like that because someone's taking time out of their day to write it. Mm. But it's embarrassing. Like it's, I think it's, I think it's, uh, I think it's embarrassing. <laughs> Speaking of embarrassing, should we talk about 420 OG Bobby Johnson 69? Yeah, I'm obsessed. Okay. <laughs> 420 OG Bobby Johnson 69. He, His government name, by the way. Yeah. He, he just, this man has a way with words. I don't know if you're familiar with the comedian Theo Vaughn, but I think Theo is like one of the funniest. I think he's probably... Truthfully, like converse, like listening to him talk, like he has to be probably the funniest comedian out there right now. He just is such a like incredible way with words. This kid reminds me of like a, a young Theo Vaughn in some ways, but it's a fantastic story about, I guess, credit card fraud. So let's play this. He can't be older than 19. No, he's a baby. What's up, guys? My name is Aaron, a.k.a. 420 OG Bobby Johnson 69 here. And uh, just like some of y'all watching, when I was 12 years old, I committed copious amounts of credit card fraud that <laughs> that ended in a bankruptcy and a divorce. <laughs> now, I don't exactly know how I could ever prepare y'all for the story, so I'm just going to go ahead and tell you how it was. Um, when I was in seventh grade, there was a few things that were popping. 
The Whip, Betty Wop, Through the Pants Consensual Activities, a mobile game called Clash of Clans. You know what I mean? Those were essential. You had to have at least one of those things to be popping, or else nobody was swiping up on your TBHs. You were not getting picked first in gym class battle frisbee. It just wasn't happening. Well, I had a pretty tight friend group, but we were popping because we were nasty at the mobile game Clash of Clans, you know? And uh, we kept to ourselves most of the time, but there was this dude, uh, let's call this dude Squirrel. There was this dude named Squirrel that would always try to like weasel his way to our friend group, like try to get into our friend group. And he would always talk to us. And we would talk to Squirrel sometimes. I mean, mostly because we felt bad for him. We weren't going to be like Diary the Wimpy Kid or some shit and like give him a Squirrel in the toilet or like shove him in a locker because that's not some real shit that happens in the real world. So like we would holler at Squirrel sometimes, but that was it. And, you know, we didn't really like him until one day he was like, Hey guys, um, what if I gave y'all my parents' credit card information to buy some gems on Clash Royale? Well, goddamn, Squirrel, say less. Go ahead and give us the information. He said, y'all can only spend $15 a piece. And to me, that was fine. So he gives me and my five friends his parents' credit card information. And he was very adamant that we can only spend $15 a piece. Well, that's cool. You know what I mean? That's a fun thought. We could do that. But, um... Two weeks pass, and during this two weeks, uh, shit got out of hand. A lot of hog riders were upgraded, you know, and um, he comes into school. And he, we usually hype him up, you know, now that we got his parents' literal fucking life force on our Clash Royale accounts, we hype him up, you know, he walks up, we're like, hey, squirrel, fat cock squirrel, you know, we fuck with squirrel now. And we're waiting on him to come in so we can hype him up, but he just fucking walks right by us. And I see that he's visibly upset. He's crying and shit. And he goes to the principal's office and ba-ding, ba-ding, ba-ding. It's time for us to go to class. You know what I mean? We're all tripping because we know something's a little off, but we're in class. Well, they, the principal called us all down individually who had the credit card information. And eventually I got called down. And um, that $15 that we were all supposed to spend ended up turning into fucking $30,000 withdrew off that credit card. His parents had to file bankruptcy, and they ended up getting a divorce as well. <laughs> hey, to make y'all feel any better, Squirrel, actually, he still lives in my hometown, or did. He just got convicted of, like, a sexual assault crime or something, and he's going to jail now. So don't think, like, damn, rip Squirrel. Think, like, damn, Squirrel was about to get weird. You know what I mean? But I was like the Robin Hood. I come in first before he got weird. <laughs> anyway, thank y'all. Have a good night. Were you thinking Rip Squirrel? <laughs> you took the words right out of my mouth. That's exactly what I was thinking. First of all, I can't... Guys, we're at under 40,000 likes on this video when we're presenting this to you. It probably will be the biggest video on the app. No, I don't think it will be. I cannot <laughs> believe that people... This is like the... First of all, great storytelling. Yeah. Love the... I, I love the, like, you know, kind of young boys getting into trouble element of it. I do always <laughs> love that. Oh, little rapscallions. But in what world, not to be, not to be critical because I don't, I think my boy is telling the truth. In what world does a, a couple have $30, a $30,000 credit line on Quite. a credit card? Yeah. But then have to file for bankruptcy. I mean, that's like. That's like Amex black card limit type yeah. shit. Yeah. I mean, maybe. I don't know. But I mean, that's like a pretty significant line of credit. Well, okay. Like, what are you thinking? Well, I went through my purchases of the last year to see how much I'd spent on Candy Crush right before we started recording. That's been a meme. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> it's not that bad. Okay. But I, I, only did tw- I only did last year. So I've only done like 2021 to 2022. The grand total. Do you want to have a guess? Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I can't even get into mine because mine's bad. Like okay. at the beginning of quarantine, I had a – not for Candy Crush. It was for possibly the sponsor of today's show, Best Fiends, because I was <laughs> – you know, I genuinely do play Best Fiends. And now I my purchasing is under control. But it was dirt, early quarantine. So I'm trying to think, like knowing what I've spent – then knowing like how you can be even more indulgent than me, but I think that you're probably better at the game than me <laughs> and also have like some patience. So, I, have some, I have some patience. Yes. I'm going to guess $1,200, 1200, oh. 1200 pounds. God bless you. No, it's a lot less. Thank God. Oh, okay. But it's just under 200 pounds. Which is like what? That's like that's like 120 bucks US? Yeah. Well, it's $258. Oh, yeah. I mean, listen, that is a lot. That's I'm sorry. Wait. So is that from the entire past year or is that just from the beginning of this year? Oh, no. From the entire past year. Yeah. Oh, that's fine. That's a manageable. Habit. Yeah. And what? That's twelve months plus that's fifth plus fifteen plus three is fifteen. So that's fifteen months. So, what's that a month? <laughs> because the irony, of course, is if you ask me if I would want to pay a subscription fee, I would say no. Obviously, but because I'd be like, well, I'm not paying for fucking Handy Crush, but then yeah, so I'm paying thirteen pounds a month on Candy Crush, basically. It shakes out. That's fine. You could be doing heroin. I could be. I mean, like, not to, you know, is it it great? No. No. But, like, you're not that guy that buys, like, you know, 50 bucks worth of scratchers at the end of the day. No. No, very, very true. Could be worse. Could be a lot worse. And you're playing a relaxing puzzle game. Yes. Absolutely. Unwinding. brings you joy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, okay, but yeah, no, I think you're doing well. I think Thank that you. it's okay. But what are what are what are they spending thirty thousand dollars on in two weeks? I don't know. I mean, I I'm guessing that there was some real packages or whatever that they were able to upgrade to for sure. And then how many boys were in this little kind of like clash of clans? Five, uh, which probably okay. means like eight because I'm almost positive that at least one of those guys gave the card to oh, someone else. Yeah, absolutely he did. Or yes. gifted like, you know, whatever. Yeah. An expansion pack or whatever the fuck these losers call it. I have no idea. Wouldn't you get like alerts though as a as a parent? Because I know, okay, so there was this when I was younger, I got into some trouble because there was this new introduction to the television uh, on Sky TV, which meant you could press the red button and order a pizza. You could order a Domino's. Are you fucking kidding? No. <laughs> That's like out of a movie. I know. <laughs> it truly felt like it was like the future. And, you know, because it was your Sky TV package, you would have all of your information stored in there, obviously, the bill payer would, so that if you wanted to buy like a movie on demand or, you know, it would, you know, pay your bill or whatever. So that would just bill. And it was when I was a student, I was in uni and I got into the habit of basically just like, yeah, I'll I'll order a pizza. I'll order a pizza. My mother was fuming. (laughs) She was so mad. I don't even like, she put the kibosh on that pretty quickly. 
but there was a month there where it was like I was just ordering pizzas for everyone through the telly oh my gosh. I know like it was how much was it well um, it would have been in the hundreds definitely okay okay yeah, yeah I um I feel like because it might have been a credit card versus like it's not Apple or something, right? It's right. not like through your face. It's not through your Apple Pay or something. Yeah. So you're not getting so, like an email notification that's like, you spent, you know, thank you for your iTunes purchase. And while this guy looks young, I would imagine that there's a chance that it would be co- it wouldn't be uncommon for like maybe a letter to come a week after the insane spending. Yeah. Also, if they had, you know, this is a really good point, actually. So if they had the credit card details, were they only spending on Clash of Clans? I'm guessing. Are you sure? I mean, I don't know. But I, I mean, if I had to guess, like, if I but had to. How much like, money? I mean, if you've got the details, like, written down, being passed around. I don't know what that game is really like, but I'm sure, like, you can buy skins. Right characters i'm sure like there's people on there that you can buy stuff from Mm. you know maybe i don't know like i don't know i keep saying expansion pack like i know what that is but maybe (laughs) that's what the kind of stuff they were buying i mean this kid does seem like young enough that he could have easily been like a big Fortnite boy a few years ago so i don't know but I just was really enamored with this storytelling and it gave me an idea. So I want to have this anonymous Google form that we can put into the description box for you guys today. And we'll, I'll keep putting this in the description box, but I think either for like a bonus episode or maybe a recurring little segment on here, I'm going to leave an open Google form. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm not I don't work in an office. What, what, why would I know that? And you guys can put, submit ideally some of the most embarrassing things that have happened to you online. And by happened to you, I mean like you are also allowed to send us please send us if you like manipulated a message board into believing some please like tell us your catfish <laughs> stories, being catfish. Times you've, you know, gotten caught like downloading porn on the family computer. All of those stuff are like, that's those, I think those like humiliating elements of life are so important to, yes. or so important to my human development for better or worse. And there's no way that any single person with, with an inter, internet connection under a certain age hasn't experienced something absolutely Oh, just humiliating, just mortifying. Humiliating. Like I, you know, and I'm I'm not trying to limit or downplay, but I will say we're definitely not looking for like you liked a picture of your boyfriend's your ex boyfriend's new girlfriend from mm-hmm. 14 weeks ago. Feel free to submit, but like we're really we're looking for the heat to be brought. So <laughs> please, please feel free to get as crazy as you want in these. And um, you know, we would love to read these on the show anonymously. I'll make yes. it so that you don't have to include any sort of information. But yeah. As someone who is deeply embarrassing at all times, especially as a teenager on the internet, I'm just I'm so excited to see what other, you know to see what other shit you guys have done (laughs) I'm really excited it's a no judgment zone I probably will laugh because I was pretty embarrassing 
Right. And also, you should know that this is a safe place. Oh, it's so safe here. Come guys, on. If you're new, guys, I was a moderator on a Degrassi The Next Generation message board, the first one, Degrassi boards, from when I was a freshman in college to when I was a senior in college. And I spent hours a week on that. Like, like, <laughs> I mean, you know, I am with my weird fucking Kaler theories. If you think that that shit's a problem, you have no idea what I used to be up against <laughs> with this Degrassi thing. I came out to my friends about it. My friends thought I had cancer based on the text that I sent them <sighs> leading up to the, I, you know, I had sent them a text being like, this is my sketch comedy group. So these were like my closest friends and sort of like family to me at school. And I sent them a text being like, guys, I have something to tell you tonight when we get to practice. It's something that I don't know. I've been kind of like holding back on sharing, but I feel like it's really important that I let you know. And I told them, I'm like, you guys, I'm a mess. I'm like, you know, sat down. Everyone was like staring at me. <laughs> I'm like, you guys, I'm a, I'm a moderator on the number one Degrassi, the next generation message board on the internet. And it takes up a lot. That's where I am a lot on Fridays and Saturdays. That's where I am. That's why I prefer <laughs> to go out Wednesdays. So yeah, like you cannot, I don't think there's pretty much almost anything you can send us that will truly judge you for unless you're like, I trafficked someone. <laughs> yeah. No, we can't do that. I can't do that. That's the bar. That's the that's, bar. Yeah. That's the line. Have you seen the black menaces on TikTok? So I so I think so, right? So I, I watched these videos that you'd sent and are these the people that they went around and they asked, um, are you in favor of gay marriage? And people were like, no. And they were like, okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so okay, then yeah. They, these are black students from BYU, Brigham Young University, which to our friends in Bulgaria, I don't know if you know, but that's like a Mormon <laughs> university that like basically if you go to school there you have to follow the guidelines of mormonism basically it's like act as if even if you're just going here to school for the education and mormonism is not known as a particularly diverse religion and i do no. think this is on the like byu in utah that main campus did you know that there's other byus no yeah, there's like a BYU Idaho or some shit. Like there's BYUs around the country. So it is, it's kind of interesting. It's like their own state school where it's like, well, you could go to like the third tier one in this <laughs> random state. But anyway, so the black menaces are basically just, they make commentary without making commentary. They just go around and sort of ask the student population different questions. And I'm going to play one video like I definitely linked the whole profile so you guys will be able to find them and go find more videos by them but I'm just gonna play this one asking BYU men if they've dated a black woman before alright have you ever dated a black woman I actually have not Vinny bro <laughs> I've not I've, I don't know I don't know what I'm doing I, I, I'm sorry <laughs> unfortunately no I have not Unfortunate. Black. I almost did. Almost. She. Uh, I was starting to date her, or I was like getting really interested in this girl. Her name was, um, believe it or not, Shaniqua. And when I was in um, middle school, that's what she went by. And uh, oh, middle school, you was a young. Um. No. 
It's a no. I have not. Why? Well, I actually only dated three people, and the third person was my wife, so... That's, that's kind of cute. No, but I'd be down. Yes. What was her name? Um, okay, give me a second. This was a long time ago. It must have only been for like a week. It, it was, it was uh, two dates. Okay. No, I have not. Why not? Because I've dated like two people in my life. Facts. Okay, cool. So there is a new guy in the mix here. He's the one who kept blowing the mic out because they think he was excited. But yeah, I mean, this is basically what they do. And it's it's priceless. I don't know. There's just something so fascinating about it. And oh, beautifully simple. It's just simple, isn't it? Sometimes if you just, you don't even need to give anyone anything to, anything to tether the rope to. You just simply hand them a rope and say, do you want to use this <laughs> people will do that very easily. yeah there was a lot of there was another one about like who did you vote for mm-hmm. and we're not playing that simply because like you can't you can't read the facial expressions through this podcast but what you need to know is that like some of the people looked so like they knew they should be embarrassed about the <laughs> trump votes like yep like, you know, like, yeah. I know now he's crazy or whatever. That was very mm-hmm. much the vibe. But, like, it varies so much. Like, this this kid here who said, you know, the it's the double-edged sword of this. Like, one, he's like, you know, I don't know. I guess he's sort of like a sweet Mormon boy who's, like, literally protesting the war right now. He mm-hmm. has, like, a little homemade sign that's, like, free Ukraine or something. And but then he's also the one who's like, believe it or not, her name is Shaniqua. And it's like, oh, they're just so sheltered. Yeah, it's really it's a really interesting it's a really interesting account. You guys should go check it out. It's like at times funny. It's it's on the other hand, it's like there's something about most a lot of Mormons that I've seen, especially like young Mormons. Is that they really do seem to have a sweetness in their heart? Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. That, that have you if you've ever been to see the Book of Mormon, there's always Mormons outside giving away pamphlets after the show. I did see the Book of Mormon. I was not a fan. I'm sorry. I mean, that's fine. I know, but did I did you meet I any Mormons feel... outside? <laughs> no, I think I was like annoyed. I like left because oh. my friend, like at the end of it, my friend kept like mansplaining it to me but she was another chick and I was like yeah I get it like I think she was saying something like oh it's like a really it's like a it's like a commentary and I'm like yeah I know know. like what do you think I'm fucking brain dead dog like I was it was like one of those situations where I'm like maybe maybe she's dumb like it was one of those <laughs> moments where I'm like, maybe I have a dumb friend. Okay. And let us know if you guys check that account out. I really recommend it. This is the last. Do you wanna do you wanna start out on the this final story? <sighs> We're talking about Kanye again, aren't we? Yeah. Well, more Kim. More Kim. It's been an interesting week for Kim. I don't know if you know that there's a a creator, an influencer here on Love Island in the UK called Molly May. I've heard her name. She goes out with Tyson Fury's brother, Tommy Fury, who was supposed to fight Jake Paul, but pulled out at the last minute. And so Jake fought that guy from UFC again. But he was supposed to fight 
Molly May's boyfriend. Molly May did this interview a couple months ago on a podcast called Diary of a CEO with a guy called Stephen Bartlett, who I have an irrational like hatred towards. He's a he's an enemy of me and my people. <laughs> but when in which she said, you know, we've all got the same 24 hours in a day. Beyonce's got the same 24 hours in a day. So just get out there and work. And it went viral for all the wrong reasons, which was like Molly, blah, 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 whatever. Kim did something similar, right? This this week where she did an article where she basically said that um, you need to get up off your fucking ass and work. People don't want to work anymore. Yeah, I think like in anticipation of the Hulu series, the main three sisters, like the Kardashian sisters part and Chris participated in like a photo shoot interview and like a little video interview. And it's a clip of, I don't know. I think Courtney's getting a little bit of the uncut gems treatment in this here mm. because like basically Kim's like, I have an amazing piece of career advice for women. Get off your fucking ass and work. <laughs> it seems like nobody wants to work these days. And then I, you know, I posted this to TikTok and I kind of got a mixed bag of like whether or not people like kind of got what I was saying. But Courtney looks over and she goes, so true. And if you fucking know anything about the Kardashians, you know that Courtney has been very open about the fact that she doesn't like to work. She doesn't she doesn't feel like work mm -hmm. is her priority. Mm -hmm. She also and they kind of will they've kind of let her say stuff like this like get a little bit into the show but she basically you know her thing is like I do work I'm yeah. on a reality tv show full-time like yeah. I make money and that's that and I think that she you know feels like she has enough to live right and so the other sisters I would say you know I would say that Kim works harder than Chloe even oh, sure. Chloe yeah. runs her Chloe has her jean company but like who even knows how involved she is in that in the day-to-day -day. Mm -hmm. but it's um it was it was very poorly received but I I mean to me it was so obvious that Courtney was joking oh yeah it's got Kim there's people that are dying like to it a little like they're cunty to each other. Yeah. Like they're sisters. Like they have this like way of speaking. And like you can see it on if if you ever look up the three sisters doing an interview, like Courtney can never keep a straight face. She's <laughs> always they're always like taking digs at each other. And like Courtney can tip like typically be she can be the meanest and they definitely also bully her the most. And yeah, Chloe, yeah. I've always loved Chloe, but let me know if you guys are taking the same temperature on this with me. She's been, she's so fucking condescending and belittling now when mm. the way that she's like, Oh really? Like you feel that way? Like the way that she says stuff like that is so, I don't it like, it's like no wonder you keep getting cheated on and like thinking things will change. Like you only want to see the world through like what you've determined to be reasonable or not reasonable like yeah. it's she's like chloe sort of turned into like a little bit of i miss i miss the old chloe that was silly Same. i don't think she's silly anymore i think she takes herself seriously and thinks that she's like this elevated bitch but like she's not did you see um i've noticed a lot lately i'm getting served old kardashian clips on tiktok and it's really interesting watching some of these clips as just like 30 seconds or a minute as opposed to being in context of like, you know, the fabric of the show. But I actually saw two this week that really stood out to me. One was the clip of 
Snooky confronting Chloe on, you know, when Chloe had that little kind of talk show that was in her house, but it wasn't really a house. It was like a set version of a house. I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know. Are you going to say the Jenna Marbles clip? No. Well, no, it was, Um, but it's it's that same show, but it's where Snooky's there with cocktails RuPaul. Cocktails with Chloe. Yeah, Cocktails with Chloe. So RuPaul is there and, and Snooky's there and Snooky basically talks about how she went to a party with the Kardashians and Kim introduced Snooki to Chloe because Snooki was like, oh my God, I love Chloe so much. Like she's my favorite. So Kim like goes up very sweetly and is like, hey, Chloe, like this is Snooki. Like she wants to meet you. And Chloe's like, oh, why is she here? And apparently Snooki was like fucking devastated. So yeah, Snooki called her out on cocktails with Chloe and Chloe's like, who, me, did I? Oh, I probably didn't even realize what I was doing. And Snooki doesn't give a fuck, obviously, because she's Snooki. So she kind of put her on blast. And I was like, I thought that was quite telling of of Chloe's character. And you saw a kind of mask slip when she was confronted with it for a second. Absolute um, hundo. Yeah. Hundo P on that. Absolutely. It was, I saw that clip. I saw that clip. And it's interesting because, like, I wonder how my only possible defense for Chloe is like, how do you not know Snooki is coming over? Like yeah. what environment do you live in where your sister just walks in with Snooki and is like, meet this person. Like maybe <laughs> I don't like to be bombarded. You know what I mean? Especially even though I, you know, I actually met Snooki and she was really sweet. I yeah. She was really fucking sweet. Those, all of those, all of those guys were, which is why I think that like MTV has been working with them for so long, but they were really, they were all really great. But like, you know, it sounded like Chloe was like in her sweatpants, like watching a movie, maybe getting divorced from Lamar or something. And Kim did that. But that's never to make an excuse. I'm not really making an excuse. I thought that what Snooki did was the adult thing, honestly. Mm -hmm. Even though it was a little like some would say it's out of pocket. Like, I feel like that's exactly how you should handle something like that. Yeah, no, fucking absolutely. I don't know if you saw too, not to go too off track, but did you see uh, that recycled clip of um, Kim talking? She's talking to um, Courtney and she's like saying, yeah, I was watching the stars with North the other day and I was like, oh, that's the North star. And North was like, oh, and that's the Penelope star. And then you see like Courtney smile, like, oh, she's like with Penelope and Kim goes, no, there's no Penelope star. <laughs> no, the worst part is that she said it to Penelope herself because Penelope oh, pointed out a star. No. And, and I'm like, oh, Auntie Kim. Auntie I do think Kim. Kim's a good mom. I think Kim's a great mom. But I was like, ew, you don't tell a child that. No. Let her think it's her star. It might, yeah. it could, it, it possibly is. Yeah. <laughs> we just don't know. I feel like Penelope <laughs> Disick has a, owns a portion of the stars in the sky. <laughs> yeah. P's a mogul. But yeah, I mean, tone deaf from Kim, obviously. Also, Kim keeps wearing this Balenciaga coat that Kanye got her, which was a gift for her, her uh, Saturday Night Live performance, right? This like big glittery kind of looks like a fur coat with glitter in it yeah and she keeps wearing it out with Pete Davidson which feels quite petty <laughs> I know it does it does it's like very also you have a million coats like what are you doing yeah it's obviously a very intentional move but mm. 
can I just like circle back to the like the Kim saying like get off your awesome work thing like yes please do I understand there's a lot of hypocrisy in that statement as she was busted for credit card fraud um because she stole from Brandy and that's probably why the sex tape was released if you don't know what I'm talking about read a book <laughs> but the irony though of saying go get out there and work but not even arching your back in the sex tape like come on Kim I know. Well, also, here's something I think people forget, too, is that Caitlin was basically broke when Chris married her. Mm -hmm. So Chris basically built Caitlin's brand as a speaker and, like, got that second life. Robert Kardashian married a woman six months before he died, and they got – they didn't get a penny from his death. They do have the name and the cachet, and, I mean – it's it'd be impossible to argue that they d- weren't born on third base, right? Mm-hmm. But and I and I don't think you know. Of course, the big meme is like I would love to see Kim like work at a you know a Cracker Barrel on a Sunday after church, you know <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> but like, is anyone really surprised? Like, I think the thing that always gets it's like the outrage or whatever that Clout people rage? experience. Yeah. Clout rage. It's like. You know, I actually don't think Kim – I think that was a moment of being tone deaf from Kim. I don't think she did it to anger people, but the reaction that people gave it, it's like – it's not – she wasn't exactly doing the stop being poor thing. I don't think that that's what she was doing. I think that – I don't know. I just don't know why people are surprised she said that. No. Like, again, I don't know what people expect from Kimberly, but it's probably not like a nuanced take on class – like class warfare and like a deep understanding of 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 privilege and wealth and also i'm gonna get from her do you know what i mean like (laughs) what do you the irony of this too is that like no one is praised harder for their work ethic in this world like universally yeah yeah constantly than chris jenner No one is praised more. So like maybe in some ways, Kim thought she was sort of like adopting that narrative because I've heard people from all walks of life say, you know, the devil works hard, but Kris Jenner works harder. Yep. And they are implying actual work, you know? So it's not, yes, like sometimes for Kris, it's probably a series of well-placed phone calls, but like she hustles. And so- I just I think that Kim in a way is sort of trying to like co-opt a little bit of her mom's legacy there. And that's where I almost wonder it's like, well, if you're gonna push if you're gonna push back on Kim saying that in such an aggressive way, like maybe we should ditch the the devil works hard, but Chris Jenner works harder meme. Yeah. Cause I don't know. I don't know. But then Kanye, you know, posted several videos to his Instagram today, deleted them. The the big story this week with not just the jacket was that Kim went IG official with she Pete did. Davidson. She really did. Can I can, can okay? This is the best. I like fucking was squealing when I figured this out yesterday. Go on. So she captioned the photo with a quote. Let me just find it really quickly. The caption that she put underneath the image of them. It's just sort of like a selfie was whose car are we going to take? Which is a line from, as the The Daily Mail, our favorite news source notes, from 2010's The Town, which had me fucking rolling on the floor because I know, you know, one thing that Travis Barker and I have in common outside of like, you know, 
I don't know, me being in love with him. I don't think that <laughs> we have that in common, actually. Is that we love the movie True Romance and like it's so like funny to watch Courtney go through her true romance stage, which everyone does at some point in their life with like some lover. If you don't, you've missed out. But it's, you know, it's a movie about sort of like, I don't know, I mean, like kind of gangster activity. It's about like, you know, a couple that perseveres through, you know, I don't want to ruin the movie for you, but things get crazy. Mm -hmm. And then it's all about how they really, you know, at the end of the day, all they want to do is be together. And so it made me feel like Kim was trying to do that by quoting a like a piece, an action-y movie. type movie. But like <laughs> and all she had was like, I mean, I feel like that was Pete's idea, but him yeah. like not even like it just it's like this is not a hot, sexy quote, but like she, it's almost like why? Wh what are the odds Kim Kardashian has ever seen 2010's The Town, which is probably the third best movie made about Boston that year? <laughs> like who, who has she ever seen that movie? And it, is that like a movie? She Is that a line she's loved? Like it just doesn't it doesn't make sense. And it's kind of adds to this like theory that she is in this PR relationship because she wants to emulate or get a little bit of the glow that Courtney is getting, that Megan Fox is getting from dating right. these emo boys. Yeah, these sort of translucent boys. <laughs> mm -hmm. translucent. So she also dropped West from her Instagram name this week. Did she? She did. Yeah. Officially. She's just Kim Kardashian. Do you think she was holding Kim Kardashian? Like, how does that work? Like, did could someone else take if she changed like West to like in, to her last name? What happened? I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was in the URL. I don't think it was slash Kim Kardashian West, but it was definitely as you know, you know, the title, your name title. Got you. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, she changed it, and a, a bunch of people got not like notifications about it, and it was like, oh. Okay, someone you follow has recently changed their name. Oh, I didn't know they did that. Yes. All right, I want to make a recommendation. While we're wrapping up our, our typical Kim and Kanye segment, I'm going to add on my other recent fave, <laughs> my personal grimes. So I heard that Anna Delvey, we all saw, I think we all, I don't know who I'm talking to, Anyone who has no fucking life saw this week that Julia Fox and Anna Delvey are apparently IRL friends. Wow. They knew each other back before everything fell apart for Miss Delvey. And I've always said I don't have interest in Anna Delvey because you know why. I don't, I don't think she's stolen up. But <laughs> people have been saying to me for – I've been getting it nonstop that I look like Anna Delvey. And mm. I've never heard that before very recently. I think I'd only seen like the pictures of her – being like frumped in and out of court. And so I was like, uh, okay. Like why? Cause we have little round heads. Did I talk about this last week? <laughs> I don't know. I think but I definitely talked about it on TikTok. I'm sure of it. We look like sad babies. We both have like a sad, we look like sad babies. And I was able to find that through scrolling through her thing. Yeah. But anyway, I was like, well, I do. I, I want to hear if there's a if there's allegedly this podcast floating around that's hosted by Julia Fox. Who, I didn't know she had a podcast. I think I might have known that, but I don't really think I knew that. And I think it's a Spotify exclusive. But 
she had interviewed Anna Delvey from the ICE detention center she's in. Damn. Okay. And I thought the podcast was really, I thought it was really good. I mean, listen, like, I feel like Julia Fox is one of those people that no matter how much she actually liked you, you would always think that she was, that she liked you. Yeah. She's very good at being like sympathetic. She's very like cool. I mean, I do. I think that like, I think that I've inadvertently become a huge Julia Fox fan. I just think she's fucking cool, dude. But yeah, anyway, I do recommend that. Her show is called Forbidden Fruits. She hosts it with a girlfriend of hers. And I don't really know if they're typically an interview style show. But yeah, I thought the way that she like handled handled Anna and like the way she sort of described her off mic, like she was like, oh no, she's not like a friendly girl. Like Mm -hmm. I thought it was very interesting how honest she was. Julia has that special thing that like only – like, almost, she reminds me of Kat Marnell a little bit. And they're friends, aren't they? IRL. Probably. I mean, whenever, yeah, probably. But yeah, I just, I look at, I look at that and I'm just like, that's like a cool, that's a cool chick. Like, she's taking time to at least understand. And she's not going to scold someone for doing what, frankly, I think, I mean, no, I wouldn't say anyone would do it. But I don't know. I think she just was like, you were trying to make, you were trying to make a better life for yourself and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> yeah, I find it very difficult to have any sort of resentment towards Anna. But but it's really funny that like the conversations keep getting brought up about Anna and then the tender swindler and it's like why treat the tender swindler like differently than they treat Anna Dalvey? Because uh, he didn't do any prison time or whatever. But I'm like, I don't know because I think people don't like the idea. I don't know. People maybe don't steal from rich people is the, is the moral of that tale. At least maybe there's also a little xenophobia involved. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because they, they like sicked ice on her the second that they got her out of New York state, because like you can't, it's like a safe asylum or something. I don't know. What is it called when you can't like, they don't do ice detention in New York. And I think that she was picked up in California. Hmm. Because, oddly enough, I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm never surprised by California anymore. But, yeah, we have some really good bonus links for you. I do have – there's face painting drama. There's apparently in the face painting community on TikTok, there's some face painting drama. You put here – I didn't even see this. Casey Neistat's interview post South by Southwest. I'm absolutely going to watch that. I saw a – review of it from a music creator I really like on TikTok named Pablo. And they were saying that basically like, you know, Casey kind of hung him out to dry, which I am incredibly titillated by. I can't wait to see it. And I, and the interview, I haven't seen a whole lot of it. I've just seen bits and pieces because that kind of only came to my attention right before we started recording. But the most interesting revelation from the article is that Casey and David haven't spoken since the in, since the Insider article. This that he's very. Cagey. I fucking knew it, dude. I knew yeah. that he did not get that interview, and that's why he showed it to Jeff. I knew he sent someone to do that. Yeah, so he's very. Um, Casey's quite cagey. The interviewer is, I would say, not particularly great. I've only seen bits and pieces and clips of it, but I think I'm really excited to see what other people, what other tea is spilled, as you know, more people see it and. Um, 
I can't wait to watch it because it looks like it really is the undoing of him. And, you know, guys, Tiffany and I would never, I mean, we're both artists, right? We would never steal a video or anything like that. Like, I would never watch a bootleg copy of something. No, I I would never. I would never do that. However, in Minecraft, occasionally I will watch, you know, my character in Minecraft will watch a bootleg movie. And so if you happen to have a copy of this and want to reach out to me in Minecraft, please feel free to do that because I'm desperate to see it. Like, Mm -hmm. I am sweating. I got like a little intimidated when I was emailing all the PR people because I was like, oh, they're going to Google me once and I'm going to be kicked the fuck out of there. So (laughs) yeah, but if you guys have any, if you guys in Minecraft, of course, wink, wink, reach out to me because I will probably not watch it. So no, avert your eyes. No, but if a screener happens to find its way to us, I mean, I don't even know. I'd probably just throw it away. Uh, yeah, you know, that's what I would do. I would, mm-hmm. I would shred it. Mm. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I, I hope that this length is better for you guys. I know last week was a little long, and we're just very thankful to everyone in Bulgaria. Yeah, we're thankful to all of our new listeners. We're thankful to Caroline Calloway, uh, without <laughs> whom <laughs> this would not be possible. <laughs> yeah, without whom I would have never learned the importance of. Never misspeaking. And <laughs> yeah, we're very is, happy. Yeah, to you have guys do the best. Thank you. Yeah. I'm going to link that Google form. I'm going to make it right now. And so it's going to be in the bio for you. Go fill it out, send it to your friends. You know, have a good story. This will never, you know, will never reveal who you are. So have fun with that. And we're looking forward to it. Bye. Thanks so much. Bye. Girls, I know what you wanna be, but I ain't never seen a shawty that look like a double G. Every girl in here ten, but it ain't no Tennessee. And you might just get some money, but it ain't no guarantee. Double G's on the left, double G's on the right. And you know I stay in Texas, I don't really like to fight. Like we in 2013, shawty do it for the vine. Shawty moving real well, I might have to wind it down. Threw the money to the center, now watch it hit the flow, now rag it up. Rat, rat, rag it up, king, bag it up. Back, back, bag it up, king, stack it up. Stack, stack, stack it up. She said, where you at? Sam Marcus down to Texas And if I drop a pin, best believe that she on the Thought way she was important, but I moved her right about the I'm way Delta G's tonight, told her baby I got G's tonight Get the scholarship, I ain't smoking on no TAC, low tolerance All these ladies telling me I'm finna blow, like they tell her Shout out TurboTax, tax refund, what's another Like the quarterback at recess, no rush You gon' end up like a Call of Duty mission, no rush This ain't UT, white shirt, orange like a pump Mama call me, ask me how college is, I said bust Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.